This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. A podcast hosted by Go Eco Wakato. We are an environment and climate hub based in Kirikiriroa, but we serve the Wakato region with a mission to be a voice for the environment, a centre for learning, and a catalyst for change. We provide community education, collaborate with and support environment groups and projects, provide inspiration for lighter living, and advocate on behalf of the environment. Kokali Pike Toku Ingwa. In our most recent episode, we were joined by Teresa Lee, plastics campaigner at Greenpeace Aotearoa, who are working towards eliminating unnecessary single-use plastics, banning colossal plastic waste exports, and transforming Aotearoa into a circular economy. You'll find that episode of Hipuna Kōrero on your favourite podcast platform like Spotify, iHeart Radio, and Apple Podcasts. Don't forget to follow us so you don't miss an episode. Itenera, we're speaking with Paul Chateris, CEO and co-founder of SaveBoard, a low-carbon building material made from recycled plastic. It provides an innovative solution for current building supply issues and, of course, the growing problems of plastics, which we've been talking about uh, on Hipuna Kōrero throughout July for Plastic Free July. Kia ora, Paul. Thanks for making time to talk to us this morning. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, tell us about uh, when and how you became involved in uh, SafeBoard and this project. Uh, so it's been about a four-year journey. Um, I was doing some work with Fonterra and they were looking at how to deal with their liquid paperboard or sort of Tetra Pak type cartons. Um, but we identified some technology out of the US that was doing just that, was taking um, composite packaging um, using heat, pressure and time to make a, a, a building product similar to plasterboard or plywood or OSB um, into a, yeah, a low-carbon building product that has no glues or adhesives, just uses the natural properties of the, the soft plastics within the, in the packaging material to make a board product. So it was born from uh, Fonterra, which is... Yeah, it was, it was it was born from their demand, or I guess their need to try and do something better with their the liquid paperboard they they naturally produce through their industrial process and what was called milk for schools, they, uh, which is now called the Kickstart program, where they deliver milk to I think, 1,500 schools around the country, which is a great initiative, but actually creates a whole lot of mm. waste packaging that needs to either used to go to landfill, but now we have a solution for it. I was about to say, dare I ask what was happening before? Uh, but you've just mentioned there. So going to landfill, so this really did Yeah, it was provide. going to landfill and it was being exported overseas. But, you know, like with lots of waste that gets exported overseas, you sort of close your eyes and hope for the best. So now we have a locally local solution. So um, it's a whole lot better story. It is a lot better story. So you've uh, been brought in to help to, I guess, connect what you could see happening overseas but bring it back home, is that right? Yeah, correct. So they, I guess they, they had the original, I guess, plan of what they wanted 
um, but they needed someone to actually make it happen. And and I went and visited the plant in the States and saw it and thought, well, this is pretty cool. How do we actually bring it back to, to uh, Aotearoa and um, Asia Pacific and um, started the journey of, you know, doing due diligence on the technology and the and the building materials, right through to um, securing private investment, um, to ordering the plant, to building it and making it happen. Mm. And we'll get to that in just a moment. And this may sound like a really dumb idea, but would there have been an alternative to Tetra Pak so we didn't need to find a solution for its as waste? Um, that's a really good question. So. Um, so where, obviously where possible, you know, you want to reduce waste and reuse um, and repurpose things. But the, the good thing about Tetra Pak type materials, as soon as you sort of go over about 50 kilometres to 100 kilometres of distance, it's actually a low carbon uh, packaging material because it requires no refrigeration um, you know, you can get 12 months plus mm. long life. So that's why um, Fonterra exports all their milk products in Tetra Pak cartons because you you don't, they're very compact, they're like a brick shape, so they all join together. There's no wasted space. Um, they don't require refrigeration, and the packaging is only something like 5% of the total weight. Mm. So if you imagine if you did the same with glass bottles your glass the glass would be the most ex- the heaviest item and um obviously there's a massive carbon footprint with shipping glass long distances uh, but in short distances it makes sense so. Mm. um so what exactly are you recycling and how does the process work so um i think when you introduced us as plastic boards but the actual plastic components only around about 25 to 30%. The rest is actually fibre, wood fibre but it's not in the sense of a raw piece of um, timber, it's after it's been processed into a packaging fibre. So like so cardboard, like if you imagine cardboard, that's it's not um, a veneer of wood, it's actually been through a pulp mill to actually make it into into um, cardboard so we're taking fibre, wood fibre from packaging um, combining with soft plastics which is effectively our glue so if you compare to say plywood, plywood's about up to sort of 25% glues are adhesives so instead of using glues and adhesives we're using basically everyday packaging waste soft plastics like you find in your plastics recycling scheme at, at supermarkets. So are you working with supermarkets to get their soft plastics? Is that how that works? Yes. So we're one of four um, companies who are taking the soft plastics collected. So we get a, a couple of deliveries every month. So we're, we're taking so soft plastics from the supermarkets in the warehouse. Um, we're combining it with um, used beverage cartons like your Tetra Pak um, and also other mixed fibre, which is, you know, literally everything from, you know, sort of dense cardboard and paper waste that's normally poly-coated, so it can't be recycled mm. through traditional paper mills um, and making 
like you do with making a recipe at home, we have a number of set recipes with proportions yeah. of different components to make a board. So when you say it's a board, so, I mean, what are the products that you have um, and what do they provide an alternative for? So we we have um, six, six different products. Um, ultimately, they're very similar, each one of them. So we have two um, internal linings. So... Uh, one we call a paper-faced internal lining, which is an alternative to plasterboard. So it has a paper face that you, with tapered edges, so you can um, plaster stop it, you can paint it, similar to what you would do with plasterboard in a normal house, but um, we have an exposed internal lining, so that's where the paper face is actually not there and it actually shows the the natural composition of the boards and it comes in a range of colours how which we segregate cool. the materials mm. which is pretty cool looking mm. um, and we had a two um, external substrate boards one's a rigid air barrier instead of like a, a building wrap or a paper traditionally that goes around uh, wooden frames or steel frames a roofing substrate which is under um, butanol or membrane roofs and then we've got we do ceiling tiles and a multi-use panel, which is like a construction aid. So, yeah. So far more than just jib board, which is what, uh, which is what I thought it was at, at the start. So that's really cool. So what are your numbers in terms of how much you're producing and how much waste has been diverted from landfill as a result? So, so far this year, we've diverted over 800 tonnes, which is 800,000 kgs of um packaging waste which is a mixture of all those different mm. uh, materials um, so yeah no, it's, a, it's a great story so basically every every board we sell contains 25 kgs of packaging waste that would normally go to landfill so wow. um, that is incredible that's a huge amount because um, yeah. plastic's not heavy you know so that, that's a that's a lot of plastic uh, in, that, in that kilo yeah um, so the, the factory in Tarapa officially opened last year, and of course this is in the midst of the pandemic. Did that throw up more challenges or opportunities for you? A combination of both. It cost a whole lot more money because we had to get, uh, you know, half the country was closed down and international shipping prices went through the roof and uh, we had to get people in MIQ and um, isolation and it was, um, yeah, an expensive time, but... Um, I guess the result of the pandemic and then lots of money being pumped into the, you know, the economy, the building industry has, you know, grown or, you know, there's been a lot of demand, so which has been great, great for us in terms of pulling through demand for our products, but obviously not great for people trying to build their houses with delays and material shortages. So, yeah, it's a sort of a double-edged sword, really. Mm. How does the pricing compare to products that we might be more familiar with? Uh, can you repeat that? Oh, sorry. Um, how does the pricing compare uh, to the products we might be more familiar uh, with that we might be used okay. to seeing at Bunnings? Yeah, so the, the internal linings are more expensive than sort of traditional building products that you would, um, if, you know, supply was an issue. Um, However, if you compare with similar performance products, they're, they're similar in pricing. So what I mean by that is that our, our paper face lining is 
is twice as expensive than standard plasterboard, but it's similar price to high-performing, you know, bracing or impact-resistant um, plasterboard materials. And our exposed board is similar to, you know, a, a nice grade plywood or similar finishing that you would, you know. So it's a uh, yeah. It's if you compare like for like, it's um, with performance, then it's similar. Um, our rigid air barrier product is actually um, one of the lowest in the market. So, okay. so yeah, there's a bit of a mix of um, pricing because our we take longer to make a board. It takes sort of four to five minutes to make a board. So we're we in some markets were more expensive, but in others we're we're, we're, we're lower. So and, and no doubt that's going to change over time. It's you know it's still quite early on uh, I mean I mean, you did mention four years but it still seems quite early on in the in the grand scheme of things and you know most listeners will be well aware that there's been a jib shortage and that the government is looking at ways to uh, improve entry into the market for innovative and new products so I mean have you seen the impact of uh, I guess those uh, I was going to say that the government keeping an eye on things but have you seen an impact of that yet? Um Yes, yes and no. Like so, the, we are now one of five um, recommended substitutions for plasterboard in New Zealand. So that's been a great um, sort of uh, endorsement in what we're doing, um, and we are getting some direct substitutions. Um, but we we also know that we are being specified for future builds. So, like with most things in the building industry, you know, there's probably a 12 month timeline between you know an architect or a designer building up, you know, a new house, an extension, going through council consent, you know, the building um, timeline happening to when they actually need board products. So, yeah, we've definitely seen, you know, a lot of substitutions, but we, we also know these now we're more widely known. We can, we've actually got real projects coming through the pipeline, which could be in one month, they could be in six months. So. Mm. so an exciting time, and I, I mean, I know that you're in the thick of this at the moment. But is your head already starting to think about what could be next? Um, look, I'd love love to do lots more, but unfortunately, time's always the, the issue. So we are we are opening a new plant in Sydney in three months' time. So that's where some of my focus is at the moment, um, as well as obviously making sure the New Zealand plant keeps growing. Um, but yeah, look, there's lots of other cool technologies out there mm-hmm. that can divert waste from landfill to make you know um, scalable um, products that people can use. It's just comes down to timing and investment and people being open to trying different things that may not be what they've always used, but um, are actually a better they make a better impact to the environment than you know, digging stuff out of the ground and then using it and then burying it again is not a great way to for the future. So, mm. um, thank you so much for your time and for sharing this. And you know, and hopefully somebody out there is, you know, starting to spark something in their mind about ways that they can do things differently and look at um, the products we have and how we make those. Because, uh, I mean, that's how ideas come. You know, it's sparked from somebody else's. So thank you so much for your time this morning and uh, for sharing the story of SafeBoard with us. No problem. Thank you for having me.
Uh, that's Paul uh, Chatteris, the CEO and co-founder of Save Board, a really cool, innovative product, which we can claim as ours because uh, that uh, factory is in Tarapa here in Kirikirito, which is very cool. And, you know, while it's always best to stop the plastics coming in, uh, you know, turn the tap off, not let them come out, um, once they are here and around us or there are no other alternatives for that particular product, um, people who are innovative and people who are want to think outside the square can help us move to um, come up with a better solution than sending plastics to landfill. So I thought that was a pretty cool story and wanted to share that with you as we end uh, the theme of Plastic Free July. A little bit late, being, <laughs> being August now. Um, because throughout the month we've talked about the problems of plastic. We've talked about inspiration for how you can uh, reduce the plastic in your life and, uh, of course, uh, how we can have systems change uh, through collective action with the likes of Greenpeace Aotearoa. And, of course, again, you can listen to any of those podcasts on your favourite podcast platform. Ke te mai, hipuna kōrero, a podcast hosted by Go Eco Wakatou. I'm going to share some of the Go Eco events and workshops coming up. But first, just a reminder, if you have a bit of free time, some skills to share, we have some awesome volunteer opportunities uh, for you. You'll find them listed on the Volunteering Wakato website. That's volunteeringwakato.org. At the moment, we're keen to hear from um, gardeners or people interested in learning more about food growing in urban spaces, and that's for to come along and help out in our car park garden. Uh, we took away some of the car parks and replaced them with garden boxes and planter boxes in our car park at our Frankton Enviro Centre. Really keen to have people come along and help us keep that maintained. Uh, we use that as an education space, so when people come in for workshops, they can actually get their hands dirty and see what it actually looks like rather than looking at a whiteboard. We're keen on uh, hearing from uh, you if you're interested in being a food rescue driver or driver assistant. Um, and it's people who are really passionate about food rescue and what it does for the environment, uh, climate action, and of course, helping to get food out to people uh, who want it in our communities. Uh, we're after bike mechanics. Uh, we're really keen to increase the days and hours that our bike hub is currently open. And so if you're somebody who knows uh, your way around a bike, uh, repairing punctures, fixing gears, brakes, that sort of thing, that might be the role for you um, where you're teaching people how to repair and maintain their push bike. Predator Free Cambridge is looking uh, for somebody to help out at the Cambridge Trash and other uh, Lions trash and treasure market which is on the second Sunday of each month so as a market stall helper you'll come along and just help talk to the community about trapping the benefits of that and help to get people involved you might be selling traps for people's backyards um, but uh, yeah if look, talking to people is your thing that's one for you and again again if you like talking to people uh, we're after a retail superstar somebody to come in and help um, our enterprise which is uh, the Eco Shop in Frankton. It's a way for us to raise money and support uh, the environmental projects around the Waikato that we are involved in. If you have some graphic design skills, some digital marketing skills, uh, or just like to write some stories, uh, we're looking for anybody, uh, somebody who can help out with our marketing and communications. You'll get to work with me, bit of a bonus for you. Uh, so again, that's the marketing and communications. These are all listed on the Volunteering Wakato website. Again, volunteeringwakato.org. 
Now, events and workshops are the way that we help to educate, organise and advocate in our community. And this coming Monday, uh, we have a home energy workshop. So it's very appropriate at the moment because it is so freezing. So if your electricity bills are going up or if you don't understand how to read your electricity bill, if you're struggling to keep yourself and your whanau warm this winter or if there's mould on your walls and ceilings, uh, this workshop will be for you. So we're working with the Western Community Centre for this and we're being supported by Well Energy Trust and this is to help uh, get people in warmer, drier, healthier homes. So the workshop is free. It's 6 till 7.30pm Monday the 8th of August uh, at the Western Community Centre, Hyde Ave in Norton, Kirikiriro. It's free. You get free pizza and the draw to win some free petrol vouchers. Uh, but please register first. The link for that, uh, if you've got a good memory, is tinyurl.com forward slash Eventbrite, or you can find the details uh, on our website, goeco.org. Um, dot nz or on social media facebook uh, is the best place to check out we've got restoration talks starting next week as well so we're collaborating with earth diverse for these and it's an opportunity for anyone in the community but particularly those with an interest in the environment uh, to learn with us our team often uh, attend these as well it's a series of one hour evening talks the term three talks start on august the 10th and are focusing on building relationships with and supporting the aspirations of mana whenua in restoration. The talks have been organised in response to questions like, how do I connect with mana whenua? What are hapu aspirations in my rohi, my area? And how can I contribute to a future where te tiriti or watangi is honoured? Uh, we have organised four speakers to share their experiences and perspectives over four evenings, again starting August 10th. We've got Carolyn Hopper from Ngāti Wairere, Kerry Thompson from Ngāti Hawa Mahi Trust, Joe Wrigley, manager of Go Eco, and Catherine Dallahunty, a te tiriti educator and environmental activist. These are, again, an awesome opportunity to learn more about restoration work. If you're a candidate in the upcoming local elections, you should be attending these. Incredibly important kaupapa to uh, to understand uh, and to dip your toes in if it's something that's new uh, for you. Uh, again, 7.30 to 8.30, and you can attend on Zoom or in person. So we're very clever like that. And uh, if you're attending in person, that's at Earth Diverse on Angle Street in Anglesey Street in Kirikiriro. Now to register for those, you go to the Earth Diverse website, earthdiverse.org.nz. It's that time of the year. We have kumara growing workshops. Uh, it's time to get the kumara sprouting so you have a good supply of uh, tupu for spring planting. So at the workshop, you'll learn everything you need to know to get started with the staple crop from planting to harvest. Um, our free gardening workshops help support a climate-friendly and food-secure community. Uh, gardening can be experimental, so asking questions and sharing past experience is always encouraged within the group who attend, uh, which is why we welcome both beginners and more experienced growers. Uh, the Kai workshops are facilitated by Michael Hellier, our resident gardener and arborist, who takes a permaculture approach to the relationship of food growing and the environment. Uh, we do ask for a donation for the workshops uh, and you're encouraged to register um, again at the best places on our website or Facebook but uh, these workshops are 10 till 12pm the 3rd of September at Go Eco in Frankton so you get to come and visit that car park garden that I mentioned earlier 
We've got a seed growing workshop. So at this workshop, you'll learn everything you need to know to start growing from seed, uh, which I'm doing at the moment, and it's very exciting to see them sprout. Starting from seed may seem like extra work, but it can be very rewarding, as I'm finding out. Um, You also save a lot of money, if you can nail this. So at this hands-on workshop, we'll sow a variety of seeds and also practice pricking them out uh, while discussing the best way to care for them. Again, uh, the time is 10 till 12 p.m. The 10th, Saturday, the 10th of September at Go Eco. So it's a Saturday mornings at Go Eco. It's a little while away, but a bit of a heads up for the Bike Hub garage sale. So, of course, we like to keep as much as possible from landfill. And while we don't consider ourselves hoarders, we have accumulated lots of bike parts. Um, and we need to make some space, so we're clearing them out to so come grab a bargain. Um, if you have a bike or some parts, you're happy to donate to help us raise funds for the Bike Hub. Uh, get in touch with us. So the Bike Hub garage sale is 8 until 11am, the 24th of September. So I'll continue to remind you, but put that on your calendar, the 24th of September for the garage sale. And looking even further ahead on today's where it's nice and sunny and warm, we've got a Bike Hub bike swap happening. It's like a car boot sale, but with bikes and bike paraphernalia. Um, we're after buyers, uh, people who can come and get themselves a cheap bike or obscure bike part, um, and sellers. So for just $10, you can secure a site at the swap meet to hawk your wares. So these are bike and bike related. Um, and these are fundraising events for the bike hub. So with the store fees and um, what you pay for your bike or your parts, you're helping us keep those wheels turning so we can help to keep people educated about fixing up and uh, looking after their bike. 8 till 12pm, 19 of November. It'll be sunny then. Um, and that's at the Bike Hub at Go Echo. Predator, completely different topic. Predator control, which is trapping rats, stoats and possums, is the best chance our native manu birds have to survive in the habitats that we have left them. You can help by trapping in your backyard. Uh, so come into the Go Echo shop and for $20 you get a trap and tunnel. Um, or, of course, you can actually buy them online, shop.goeco.org.nz. Um, so trapping in your backyard is a great way to do your bit. But there are also predator-free um, groups popping up around Kirikiriro and the Wakato, around Aotearoa, actually. Um, so if you'd like to join a community project to help remove predators from our public spaces like gullies or bush, uh, you can get in touch by emailing hello at goeco.org.nz. We rescued 433,275.755 kilos of edible food in the past year. That's the weight of 375 Honda Civics, um, saving the emissions of the equivalent of 7,119.47 petrol tanks from being used. By diverting edible food from landfill, we reduce carbon emissions and help to feed people in the community. So if you have food to share, excess mandarins maybe, uh, you'll find a list of the free stores on our website, goeco.org.nz, or you can drop them off to Goeco during our opening hours, which is 10 till 4, Tuesday till Friday. Um, the Goeco shop is open 10 till 4, Tuesday to Friday, and the occasional Saturday, uh, or you can shop online 24-7. You'll find lots of easy plastic-free swaps like dental care, shampoo bars, moon cups, dish brushes, but, and there's also a 30% off sale on some pretty awesome kids' books and gifts. Yeah, check out the Eco shop. One last thing. New Zealand's local body elections are coming up this October 2022. 
Um, so get, make sure you, when you get the opportunity to ask the candidates what they are doing for climate. Hipuna Kōrero is a podcast hosted by Go Eco. We are a not-for-profit environment and climate hub based in the Waikato region with a mission to be a voice for the environment, a centre for learning and a catalyst for change. You can find out more about our projects, including how to get involved on our website, goeco.org.nz or on social media, Go Eco Waikato. If you're local, you can visit us at 188 Commerce Street, Frankton and Kirikiriroa. Mā te wā, e episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices, or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.